Thank you for joining Truth and Love Ministries, where we exist to connect people to God, to connect people to their God-given purpose, and to connect this church to the community. We would love to hear how God is blessing you as a result of this ministry. Connect with us on Facebook at Truth and Love Jacks, or visit us on the web at truthandlove.tv, where you will also find our weekly broadcast. On the go and want to know what's going on at Truth and Love? Simply visit your mobile app store and download the Truth and Love app and get information on services, events, and even messages right at your fingertips. Tune in now where the message is already in progress. It's the one that helps me. I can't go to a man. Stop looking at a man. Stop looking at your boss. Stop looking at your supervisor. Thinking that they know your supervisor got a supervisor. Oh no, your boss got a boss. Oh, I can't, I can't look at it. Can look at, can look at a person. Come on, no matter what the situation is, your, 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 your marriage, your, your children. Stop looking at them. They're only decoys. I can't put no energy in them. They can't help me. Let me tell you what else going on in this wilderness. Not only decoys, but demanding. They demanding. They didn't say, Moses, boy, we really could use something to drink. That's one thing. Moses, man, we really, man, we're really thirsty, Moses. That's one thing. But for you to walk up to Moses and say, you brought us out here. Where my water at? <laughs> as, if he's a, as if he's a fountain. <laughs> Where's my water? Where, where is my water at? Mo- no, 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 no. So, so many of us are still stuck because we've got the sense of entitlement. As if God owes me something. <laughs> and as long as you approach God like he owes you something, you won't get nothing. You're going to keep it. <laughs> your expectation will be your fulfillment. Because you view God that way. You handle God that way. Like you just can't never go through nothing on no job. You can't never go through nothing in no relationship. You can't never go through nothing. And you handle God that way. That's why you keep on getting what you get. I said your expectation will be your fulfillment. Whenever whenever you did. But no, when I have the mindset and I understand that God will take me through struggles. And God will take me through storms. And I got to know. I got to, The Bible said in 1 Peter 5 and 8, be sober and be vigilant. I got to know I got an adversary, the devil, that's always watching me. He want to take me out. Simon, Simon, Satan desire to sift you like wheat. When I have that mindset to know that the devil hates me. He wants to destroy me. He comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. And God let me walk right into the trouble. I won't look like God me I say God you're trying to bring me something you're trying to show me something new I got to go y'all tired of me let me go let me go I'm trying my best we ain't gonna take your name off the building we got you look look. roof and love look just got that you two you 10 seconds slow come on we gotta we gotta watch out for decoys somebody say decoys we gotta watch out from being demanding say demanding and we have to watch out for, I mean, talking about in the wilderness, don't want to get stuck in the storm. Gotta be careful of diluting. <laughs> Gotta be careful of di- diluting. What, what, what I mean, what I mean by diluting, listen to this. They, they, they were, they were watering down the gift that God assigned to them. Mm. The, the, the one, that God used to say, Pharaoh, God said, let my people go. The same one that, that held up that rod and parted the Red Sea. The same one that, 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 that took the stick and threw it in the bitter. 
Now, because Moses isn't isn't producing for them what they want to be produced. They are diluting the gift that God has given them. Uh, and, and what am I saying? I'm not just talking pastoral ministry. We'll come back to that. But, but you could be diluting the person you're married to. You can be mismanaging. Can I tell you that cause God, y'all ain't going to like this, but it's okay. Can I, can I tell you that, that your fulfillment in your marriage has nothing to do with what your spouse does? That you can get to the place in your relationship with your spouse? To where you can be so consumed and so wrapped up and so tied up in what they're not doing. Do where now they become your focal point. They become your, your everything you're thinking about and what they're not doing, how they're not connecting, how they're not loving, how they're not doing anything. But God could have you right where you are because you're thinking that your fulfillment, that your joy, that your freedom, that your living comes through a relationship with a man or a woman. But no, God said, God said, I'm your source. I'm your source. You're diluting your relationship. You're not, you're not maximizing our relationship. We, we, me and my wife, we've stopped so many arguments in our house by just simply just saying to one another, whether it's me or whether it's her, we're not going to waste time with this right here. I'm hot as fish grease. Anybody, nobody gonna be honest. Anybody ever wanna, wanna scuff a little bit? Wanna bump, you wanna bump a little, let's bump a little bit. Come on. Anybody wanna, no, we're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk. We're gonna, he, man, man, try to say, oh, they gonna leave me alone now. Go on now. Go on now. Go on now. Leave me, leave me alone now. Leave me, leave me alone. No, I wanna, cause that's my wife. My wife don't wanna talk. She don't wanna talk. She'll be like, Kobe. She, she got a way she look at me. She'll be like. And when she look at me like that. But it go on, go on, don't worry about it. Let me go in another room. But, but, but the point, the point I'm trying to make is that we've, we've matured in our relationship. Not that we don't still have heated fellowships. But we matured in our relationship that we don't got to bump about everything. We don't have to argue about everything. And my point is this, the way you can dilute. And see, one of our things is we, we want, we enjoy spending time together. We want to be with each other and look at the devil. When we finally get time with one another, something always jump off. We talk about we don't spend no time. You're always working. You're always with the kids. You're always doing this. You're always doing that. But then as soon as we get together, we dilute the moment. Mm, let me go. Y'all on there. I'll talk, I'll talk about marriage next month. I'll talk about marriage next month. Look. My point is this. You can dilute the, per- the person that God has assigned to you because you're looking for fulfillment from this individual. And they're not supposed to bring you fulfillment. They are assigned to you for a purpose. They're assigned to you for a reason. But the moment, here, this is where, this is where abuse comes in. Abuse comes from using something abnormally that's not the intention for this thing to be used. Abnormal use. Abuse. If I take this and I brush my teeth with it. <laughs> I'm abusing this pen. It's not meant to brush my teeth with. It's meant for me to write with. And here we can take people and situations and we can abuse them because we're looking for them to do something for us and be something for us. Uh, I'm going to go start me another church. Let me get out of here. Let me get out of here. I, don't got, I, got, I got seven more minutes. Seven more minutes. Let me get out of here. Y'all give me seven minutes. I got seven minutes, y'all. Can I seven minutes? Anybody? Oh, my God. Oh. Can I, nobody said nothing in the front row riders. I see you over there, cousin. said, cousin. Uh, the blaze. Y'all took. Y'all want to. Yeah. If you got it, and I can get seven little minutes, all of them just looked at me. Don't be squinting now, looking deep. Just squinting now. Give me your mother rock. She talking about. Nah, don't be looking deep now. That's all right. I'm gonna take them anyway. And they talking about me. How they talking about y'all pass up here on the front row, right over? Next time they sing, y'all just keep look. Just look at them. Next time they be singing, just be looking at them. Look, Exodus seventeen four. <laughs> so Moses, look at this. Look what, look what Moses did. 
All right, now he's got 14 minutes. Now he got 14 now. <laughs> Mo- Moses said, <laughs> so Moses cried to the Lord. Look, he says, what shall I do with this people? They are almost ready to stone me. They about to kill Moses. They have misguided expectations from Moses, but now they're, they, they're mishandling this brother. Verse five says, the, the Lord said to Moses, pass on before the people, taking with you some of the elders of Israel and take in your, in your, in your hand, the staff with, with, oh my God, take the staff with you struck the Nile and go that the same staff that I, that I got to use you with there earlier to throw down, turn to a stick, the same staff that you use to take the struck the Nile, that same staff of judgment. That was judgment on Egypt, judgment on, on, the, on, on their captors. Take that same staff. Verse 6 says, Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock of Herod, and you will, and you shall strike the rock, the, the staff, the judgment shall strike the rock, and the water shall come out of it, and the people will drink. And, and Moses did so in the sight of the elders. In other words, God instructed Moses to hit the rock. Hit the rock. That, that, that's, again, that staff is symbolic of God's judgment. We know, fast forward, you know that, that, that Moses, they would, they would get to another place again where they didn't have any water. And the Bible says when, when they get, God told Moses to speak to the rock, Moses through his anger because of the people didn't speak to the rock, he hit the rock again. Fast forward because the Bible tells us that the rock, the rock that followed them, 1 Corinthians 10, said the rock that followed them really was Christ. It was a picture of Christ, Christ being their provider, Christ being the one that's being with them, their sustainer. So when Moses hit him the first time, that was symbolic of the cross. The judgment, God's judgment hit Christ. That's why Christ was on that cross because of our sin, God's judgment. That's why it was utterly darkness. And he said, God, why have you forsaken me? Because of judgment. But to hit Jesus again is to say to crucify him again. He can't be crucified twice. And Moses, because of his frustration with people, got denied the promised land. That's a whole other message. I, I got to go. Moses hit the rock. The Bible says, and, and oh, I don't, don't read that. Go, go down to verse number eight. Because here, 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 here it is. Let me, let me end on this. Because God sustained them. God has taken them bitter water, <laughs> no food, no water. God allowed Moses to hit the rock, and now they had water come out that rock, and they drank, and they were satisfied. When you get down to verse 8, the Bible said, Then Amalek came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. Here God gives them deliverance. God gives them refreshing. The Rephidim now finally lives up to his name. The way God refreshed them and revived them. Now here comes the enemy. Here comes, here comes the enemy. That, that's all, that's all I'm trying to say. Notice, notice the picture. If the picture of the rock is Christ, if the picture of the rock of being smoked is Christ being crucified, him dying, the water has to be the Holy Spirit. Notice, notice that the enemy don't come until refreshing comes. <laughs> oh y'all missing Lord no 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 notice the enemy does not come until until they get refreshed and here and the Bible tells us that Amalek came and they fought against Israel and so here this is the last thing I gotta tell you that we just got to simply just do what we gotta do. Oh we didn't we didn't ask for a fight we just trying to catch our breath from what we've been going through but we got to do what we need to do. Somebody say I gotta do what I need to do. I gotta do what I need to do. Here comes a fight. It's not the fact that they signed up for a fight. It's not the fact that they asked for a fight 
fight. It's a fight. The fact that a fight came looking, came looking, came looking for them. Bishop Jones tells a story about one time they were somewhere and the brother, he was there with one of his friends and the brother was there and, and, and the guy, the guy walked over to him and the guy didn't want any trouble. The guy that was with, with, with Bishop Jones didn't want any trouble, but somebody else came in and they just wanted to brawl. They wanted to fight. And they, the, the, the brother, Bishop Jones said that the guy hit the brother so hard, knocked him down on the ground. And, and the brother looked at, looked at Bishop Jones and said, well, well, the fight just came and found me. Come on. And in other, in other words, I didn't sign up for a fight, but no, the fight came and found anybody, anybody want to say that where life just slapped the taste out of your mouth and now you didn't want to go through anything. You didn't want to experience nothing. You didn't want to go through not something else. Oh, not another trial, not something else have happened. Oh, but every now and then the fight will confine you. Every now and then the doctor will shake his head. Every now and then you'll be to the end of your wits end and you don't know what to do, but you, yes, you do. You got to learn how to do what I need to do. Somebody say, I got to do what I need to do. I, I didn't, I didn't sign up for a fight, but the fight came finding me. And Amalek, I don't got time to break down who Amalek is. Amalek is the descendants of Esau. And the Bible said, this is how they got Amalek. And this is how the devil gets us. This is why we got to do what we need to do. Look at it. I'm done, y'all. Deuteronomy 25, 17 says, never forget the Amalekites, the Amalekites, rather, Amalekites. Never forget what they did to you. Look at this. As you came from Egypt. Why did God say this? Come on. So this is for somebody. This is somebody's word. They attacked you when you were exhausted and weary. And they struck down those who were straggling behind. That's how the enemy fights us and attacks us. He, he gets us when we're weak. He gets us when we're vulnerable. He gets us when we're tired. And that's why we got to watch what we say out of our mouth. Oh, because when we say all this stuff out of our mouth, we're inviting the prince of the power of the air to come and to get involved. And when we're exhausted, when we're tired, and we're saying, I can't take nothing else. If one more thing go wrong, if one more person say something to me, if this that can I tell you, it's always going to happen. But the Bible said the Amalekites picked up those that were straggling behind. Can I tell you what this pitiful pandemic has revealed? Folk who've been straggling behind. Can I tell you the, the, the one that the enemy is coming to get? The enemy is coming to get those individuals who have just simply just been in the presence. And not been in his presence. <laughs> when I'm straggling behind in my walk, in my fervor, my fervor in my, my fight towards the things of God, I'm always going to get picked off. Oh, but the devil is a liar. I got to do what I need to do. Somebody say, do what I need to do. I got to do what I need to do. That's what God told Nehemiah and Nehemiah 4. Oh, give me verse number 14. The Bible said, then as I looked over the situation, somebody say, look over the situation. Oh, Nehemiah said, I called together the nobles and the rest of the people and said to them, don't be afraid of the enemy. Don't be afraid of what's coming up against you. Oh, but remember the Lord who is great and glorious. Look what Nehemiah said and fight for your brothers and fight for your sons and fight for your daughters and fight for your wives and fight for your homes. Y'all not helping me preaching here. I'm trying to tell you when the fight come find you, you got to do what you need to do. You don't cower and run. You don't tuck your tail. You don't get in your feelings. You don't get all emotional. But no, you need to fight. When the fight come find you, you got to do what you need to do and say, I'm going to glorify God. I'm going to believe God. No matter what is going on, it's time for me to fight. Somebody say, it's time for me to fight. Come on, put your hands together. Give him some praise right there. 
said it's time for me to fight it's time for me to do what the Lord has called me to do I'm not going to allow my desert storm to destroy me but no I got to learn I got to learn how to fight Amalekites came to get the people of God and they came to destroy the people of God because someone's lagging behind and in this season it's not a season to lag behind in this season it's not a season just to go through the motion if you want to keep on going through the motion can I tell you that the Bible the Bible says because the people of God wanted to go through the motion can I tell you that a two year trial turned into a 38 year journey and I don't know about you I don't have 38 years to waste I don't have 38 years to stay stuck stay stuck in my wilderness but I'm going to say Lord whatever it is you're trying to teach me in this moment Lord help me to fight I got to fight for my mind the devil telling me that I'm losing my mind the devil giving me suicidal thoughts telling me I might as well end it all nobody would care if I'm gone it would be easy if I was gone but no I got to fight I got to fight for my mind and say the Lord has given me a sound mind I got to know that the Lord he going to pull me out or whatever it is that I'm in and that's what the Bible says in Exodus 17 9 I'm done y'all the book says so Moses said to Joshua he said choose for us he said some men to go out to fight to fight Amalek he said tomorrow I will stand at the top of the hill and my st- the staff of God will be in my hand in other words it's time it's time to fight if you want to come out of what you in if you don't want to allow the enemy to have your children if you don't want the enemy to have your marriage if you won't know the enemy to cause you to waste this season you got to suck it up buttercup and you got to learn how to fight and you got to say Lord if you give me the strength to fight I'm going to go stand tomorrow I don't want to go to that job no more but I'm going to go stand tomorrow I don't want to even go home I ride around the neighborhood but I don't want to go home but Lord if you give me the strength to stand in that house if you give me the strength to stand in that posture I'm going to stand up and fight is there anybody in here that's ready to fight oh my God the Bible says in Exodus 17 10 so Joshua did what Moses told him to do and they fought Amalek and Moses on the top of the hill and verse number 11 say whenever Moses held up his hand Israel prevailed when Moses held up his arm it's symbolic of prayer it's symbolic of intercession is there anybody in this season that's not worried about what you got you're not worried about your victory but you're going to intercede for somebody else and I tell you we talk about prayer we need prayer no prayer no power little prayer little power but much prayer there'll be much power prayer 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 gonna bring you out prayer 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 will keep your mind prayer will heal your body if you know that prayer is your most lethal weapon why is it your less used weapon why do we know if prayer so powerful why the prayer mean the smallest meaning if prayer so powerful why won't you get on the wall but I'm looking for some women and I'm looking for some men that I know how to stand between the poor
torch in the altar. I'm looking for somebody that know how to grab a hole to the horns of the altar. And I'm going to say, Lord, I need you to move in Jacksonville, Florida. Lord, I need you to move. I need you to move in Duval. Lord, I need you to move on my job. Lord, I need you to move with my baby. Y'all ain't going to help me preaching here. I'm looking for somebody to know that knows about prayer. When Moses was praying, the people were propelling. I said when Moses was praying, the people were advancing. When Moses was praying, the people were going for. Can I tell you that maybe you're losing because you're not praying, but you got to hold up your arms and say, Lord, I need you to move on my behalf. I need you to stop this violence. I need you to send me a miracle. Where the wearing woman at? Where the wailing women at? They say, oh, oh. Y'all ain't gonna help me preaching here. You don't got the words to say, but you say, oh, I need you to move. Move for me. But not only were they praying, the Bible says that Joshua took the sword and he defeated the enemy. Not only is it prayer, but you need the sword. Not only is it prayer, but you need the word. I need the word. How do you win in the middle of a desert? How do you come out in the middle of a trial? You got to pray, and I need the word. I need prayer and the word. Y'all ain't going to help me preaching here. The Bible says Moses is holding up his arms, and Moses' arms, they got tired. They got weary. And when Moses' arms went down, Israel was losing. When his arms went up, they began to win. You ought to be glad. You got a man of God that'll call out your name every day. You better be glad you got a man of God that's an intercessor that'll call your name out. When you don't call him back, he'll call your name out. When you don't text him back, he'll text you back and say, Lord, touch your people. Y'all ain't going to help me preach it here. Moses' arms got so weary. They got so tired. And can I tell you, it's a lonely season. It's lonely at the top. Every now and then, I'll be lying to you. If I can tell you I get lonely Every now and then I'll be lying to you If I feel like Elijah And say Lord Am I the only one That know about prayer I say Lord Am I the only one That's committed to your word But when my arms When my arms get tired Is there Aaron and her That'll hold up The arms of your leader Because when I fight When I pray When I give you the word That's how you gonna win you can do your own thing. But if you want a corporate blessing, if you want a corporate anointing, you got to hold up the arms of your leader. I heard, I said I heard, I heard Moses say, hold up the arms. And the Bible says, when his arms got weary, Aaron and Ur was on one side and the other side. They didn't say, give me the rock. And I do it myself. But no, they held up the arms of their leader. Is there anybody in here that'll hold up the arms of your man of God? Is there anybody in here that'll say what we're doing is not about him? It's not about his wife. It's not about truth and love. It's about the kingdom. Forward. Forward. We got to march on. We got to serve on. I heard. I heard myself say, here comes 
comes the church. Y'all ain't gonna help me preaching here. Somebody say, hold up, hold up my arms. How can you hold up my arms? You gotta put some time in. I've never seen so many people that are so tired of doing the work of the ministry. Somebody would tell me, they'll say, Pastor, I'ma unplug from ministry. I say, are you gonna stop working? Are you stop going to school? They say, no, I'm not gonna stop working. No, I'm not gonna stop going to school. But you'll stop doing ministry. I don't understand it. How we're in the middle of a pandemic and we'll stop moving. Put your time in. You gotta serve this present age. Y'all don't want me to pass it today. But I'm looking for somebody that'll put their time in. Give me my next thing. Not just put your time in, but you got to properly hold up the arms of your leader. Properly honor your leader. I'm not here to be your friend. I'm not here to be your coon boom. Your ace boom coon. But I'm here to feed you with knowledge and understanding. See, when I honor a thing, I can receive from a thing. When I properly honor, I'll be able to get what I need. Give me my next thing. Not only that, I protect from drama. That's how you hold my arms up. You keep me from foolish men. That's how you hold my arms up. Don't bring me all that lying. Don't bring me all that backbiting. I don't care what they doing. Around the corner up the road. What are you doing? We got to protect me from drama. Y'all don't like me, but I'm preaching still. What else do you do? To hold up my arm. Participate by giving. Say, Pastor, how do I hold up your arms? I can't pick up a broom. I can't hold up a sign. But you can write a check. Come on, you can participate with your giving. How else do you hold up my arm? Give me the last thing. Pray for your pastor. I'm telling you, when Moses' arm got weary, when Pastor Kobe get tired, when I'm hurt, when my heart is aching, when I got pain in my body, it's the prayers of the righteous that is hell much. I'm dying. I'm dying like you. I'm going through like you. I got pain like you. But when you pray for the man of God, all things are possible. I'm looking for a corporate breakthrough. I'm looking for a supernatural breakthrough. Truth and love. Will you hold up my arms so we can fight the devil? Will you hold up my arms so we can take Northside? Will you hold my arms so we can take Dunn Avenue? Will you hold up my arms so we can go down Biscayne? Will you hold up my arms so we can be your, so we can go to the city and pull out the souls? Somebody say, yeah. Y'all don't want me to preach. If I was preaching about a breakthrough, if I was preaching about your deliverance, you'll be tearing the club up. But we talking about a corporate move. Hold up the arms of your leader so we can fight. Somebody say fight. I'm done, y'all. Say fight. I said fight. I heard... I heard Paul say, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Help your boy fight. See, every now and then, when you're fighting, they get ugly. Every now and then, when you're trying to fight, you can't put them up like this. Gotta go help me preaching here. We all don't fight like that. But no, you gotta fight. I'ma fight the devil. I'ma fight. I'ma fight the enemy. Fight. 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 Give your God some. I said fight. I said fight. Y'all don't know how to fight. You don't want your mind. You don't want your... You don't want to fight. 
When you're in the body of Christ. When you're in the body of Christ. Your victory is in your connection. Your victory is in what it is that God desires to do. In and through where you connect it. That's all I'm trying to tell you. It's not pastor trying to make this about me. This is the text. And we live so in this narcissistic society. We want everything about us. My breakthrough. My deliverance. But I forget. It's through what I do through the local church. That God births my breakthrough. That God births my next place. My next dimension. Come on you all. It gets... It gets tiresome sometimes. It gets heavy sometimes. When ministry folk don't want to do ministry. When singers don't want to sing. When musicians don't want to play. When sound people don't want to do sound. Children workers don't want to do children. Folk don't want to watch the parking lot. People don't want to do what it is that they're assigned to do. I said all of the ones I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about anybody in particular. I'm talking about a corporate move. I got to get out of the way, y'all. I'm so grateful that God has put us in a strategic place. We to do everything that he's so called us to do. It's going to take me to be able to do it. I got to do my part. Somebody say, I got to do my part. Thank you for listening to Truth and Love Ministries. Located at 1989 Dunn Avenue, Jacksonville, Florida, 32218. Under the loving leadership of Pastors Colby and Camilla Nesbitt. Join us for our Sunday morning worship experience at 9 and 11.15 a.m. We would also love to see you at our Triple Play Thursday, which is our midweek worship experience, kicking off at 12 noon, corporate prayer at 6 p.m., and concluding with a powerful teaching and walk through the word at 7 p.m. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Truth and Love Jacks. For more information, call us at 904-683-9843. Again, 904-683-9843.